Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to episode four of The Sportive, the only podcast dedicated to an episode-by-episode breakdown of Mad About You's fifth season. <laughs> that was a good season. Yeah, it was. I think we all enjoyed that season. So, Riser, Riser's finest work. <laughs> well, I mean, we could we could go on all day about his finest work. Who the hell knows? Um, okay, my name's Brandon. Hi. Uh, with me here at Sportive Headquarters is Stu. Hi, Stu. Hey, guys. Uh, how's it going? Is that trademarked yet? Yeah, I think so. Good for you. <laughs> uh, dialed into the uh, sportive hotline is Claire in Swamptown. What's up, fuckers? Hi there. And, and trademarked. And last but not least, our ringleader is John. Hi, John. I'm the ringleader? I think so. We got real problems. You went out of town and none of us talked to each other or considered <laughs> doing what you see for even, even a second. Even. No, no. So you're the, I think you can be, I think we can call you the ringleader. Yeah. Tremendous. Yes. You I were gone for what, two weeks? Uh, almost two weeks. I was gone for about 10 days, but it's been two weeks since our last podcast. Not to sound cliche, but did you see the sun once while you were in? I did. I saw it multiple times. The, I'm convinced from all my trips to Seattle that the whole it rains all the time thing is an absolute lie put out by the Chamber of Commerce to keep house prices sort of reasonable because if we knew how nice it was all the time. The Chamber of Commerce is, is known for not wanting people into their city. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the whole point of a Chamber of Commerce, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I can't think of who else it would be. Otherwise, <laughs> it's some Freemason thing. I don't know exactly what conspiracy this is going on. But it rained a few times, but otherwise it was gorgeous. And frankly, I didn't want to come back and was hoping my flight got canceled. Oh, that's <laughs> that sounds about right. I've been there. Um, so you watched some hockey while you were there? I did. Well, we don't have... Hockey the way that we know it here in Minnesota out there. They have Canadian juniors, a couple of Canadian junior teams near town. They have the Seattle Thunderbirds who sort of play south of town down in Kent, and they have the Everett Silvertips who are up north in Everett. And So that was my first experience with junior hockey. <laughs> the Silvertips of Everett? Silvertips, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Filthy. And I... Inappropriate. I, was, I don't know what I was expecting... But I, I think I should have expected which was what I got, which was sort of a combination between high school and college hockey, given that Canadian juniors are 16 to 20-year-olds with a few 15-year-olds thrown in who, who happen to be very good. Uh, Seattle it's got still- killed and Everett got killed. So okay. Edmonton well, and um, Spokane. Okay, yeah. Well, Silvertip, they just weren't playing Silvertip hockey. Nope. No, they so. got to get back to. I mean, the way they were they were yeah. uh, racing around the ice and the yeah. boards, the half board. I think of the half board. The half <laughs> wall was it the half wall or the half board? That's either way. They yeah, if you're cool, you say yeah. half wall. Nobody okay. calls it. Yeah, nobody calls it that. Okay. Well, the way they were pounding the plexiglass. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then hitting the nets. Yeah. I thought they were hitting the nets as good as anybody the, in that Seattle league the choppy at the ice. very beginning. Yeah. Yeah, it's got choppy. This choppy week ice. on the podcast, Brandon and Stu <laughs> think of every hockey term they know and <laughs> no, spit and them I'm out. I'm done. I'm already done. <laughs> I, so. I already got to net. Yeah. That's it for me. So, so I, it was interesting in 
in the sense that I'd never seen it before. And it was also kind of interesting from a Seattle sense in that there's some talk about Seattle getting an NHL team and judging by the junior hockey teams, which may not be a perfect judge, but judging by those two, there is no interest for hockey in Seattle. Oh, really? I thought it might be kind of rabid. I kind of thought so, too, but there were maybe 2,500 people at the one in Seattle, and there were if there were 1,000 people, I'd be surprised at the one in Everett. Okay. And, you know, they have arenas that hold five or 6,000 people, and it was dead. Nobody cared. In Everett, there were these people sitting behind us who didn't seem to understand the offside rule very well. Yeah. They sort of had it figured more of a, more as a soccer offside rule, so it was a little confusing Jeez. for everybody. Well, when you've got heroin, why would you want to go to a hockey game? I mean, just, sorry. <laughs> soccer has an onside rule? <laughs> You're not allowed to talk about soccer. For, oh, the, okay. for those who aren't privy to this, Clarence has been making fun of me all week for <laughs> FC being appellated to the end. Yeah. <laughs> it had, football club. It yeah. had my wife in tears. That's how funny that was to <laughs> her. They're not a team. They're a just club. Pick, pick on John about FC. <laughs> And I didn't come up with this name. Let's be clear here. I didn't come up with the tradition of putting FC on the name of soccer uh, at the end of the names of soccer teams. But for some reason, I'm the one taking the brunt of it. You made the club. Here's the secret knock. (laughs) Clarence is starting a soccer team called Freefort FC. (laughs) No girls allowed FC. Can't can't wait to see the kit. It'll be a good kit. That's the right term, right? See, it is. I don't know. How, I don't know why we do this podcast. I'm kits interested in one set of things, that. and everybody else is interested in another. The set term of things. "kits" doesn't help your case it at really all. Doesn't. It's even worse than football club. Yeah. <laughs> it's like blouses and slap shots, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blouse. Yeah. Oh well, sounds like a good experience. No, yeah. Keep explaining your football club, John. I keep going. Shut up, Clarence. Stop you. Nobody <laughs> wants to hear you talk. <laughs> so, what is the difference between juniors and high school? Well, high school hockey is big here, obviously, and that's played by high schools. Uh But junior hockey is sort of, it's almost semi-pro. Can't you go to juniors instead of high school? I I don't know to what extent the high school hockey system exists in Canada. It's Uh, mostly junior hockey. Do high schools exist in Canada? I'm not sure of that either. They, they have grade thirteen or something like that. They I'm all not go sure to like the, the, the you know truck driving school in Guelph. I think yep. once they're old enough, and that's you and know, then you when you can't gra- play hockey, <laughs> then you drive truck. Or when you graduate, you get a plaid shirt with the name Earl on the. Pro- <laughs> you on work the in the syrup mines. Yep. Yeah. Oh boy, yeah, we got some Canada jokes. That's okay. Good. So yeah, well, good. I'm glad it was a good time for you, John. There was kind of a controversy while I was out there because the Benilde St. Margaret's coach Ken Pauly kicked a guy off the team for visiting a junior team. Huh. He visited the team out in Vancouver, and Ken Pauly kicked him off. So I wanted to get Clarence's opinion on this, being the only one of us who played high school hockey. And, well, played. Played's a stretch. Well, he played for Rosemount, so it's not yeah. really high school and hockey. Even but then is, yeah. At, at the same time, he played high school hockey. He's going to have kids who play high school hockey. So I wanted to hear his opinion on juniors versus high school and what he would have done and when his kids are dominating the world 10 years from now or 20 years from I don't even know how old your kids are um what you would want them to do well it's probably better to talk about the kids because I certainly wasn't even in the you know universe of being able to play in junior hockey or any level of hockey but barely could play high school hockey I what I'm saying is I wasn't good at hockey. That's I got it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> That's basically what I'm saying. Um, oh, but 
what would I have done, I guess, if I was put in position? I would have done whatever it takes to get to the highest level I could. So if I thought juniors would have been the route, uh, I would have gone juniors. Um, the tough part is, you know, I still hang out with the, the buddies I had in high school. They're good friends. I can't imagine just like, well, I'm just going to pick up and move to Vancouver, I guess, and just find, you know, hope I meet some people I know out there. I don't know if it even sounds like fun. I only played sports for fun. I, I never had aspirations of, well, I'm going to be some pro or anything. I knew I wasn't good enough. Um, but my kids, I wouldn't want my kids to move away. That'd be hard, wouldn't it? Like, yeah. we're just going to send you to Van, you know, Vancouver or Guelph or yeah. Flin Flon or wherever the hell they're going to go. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I couldn't imagine doing that. You couldn't so imagine want... pushing them to do that? Or if they say, I want to go live in Guelph. You say, nah, sorry, need you here? Yeah, I probably would, and that's really <laughs> odd because it was the exact opposite. You know, the old man told me at 18, I don't really give a shit what you do, but you're not staying here. You know, yeah, you can, yeah. And for me, it would be the exact opposite. Uh, you know, I'd like you to stick around as long as possible. Yeah, well, um, are you a helicopter parent? I try not to be. I don't think I am at all. I but think, I, no, I, you're, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> I know what a helicopter parent is. You're not it. Yeah. I've seen him. I've seen him in action. I think I might have been one for a while at some point. But what do the helicopter parents look like? I have no children, so I don't know exactly what this term means. Oh, helicopter parent is somebody who is just constantly around their kids all the time. And there is also known now a new term as snowplow parent, which I think is great. You just like getting, getting all the trouble out of the way for the kids, so they never have to go with anything. Mm-hmm. They have mm-hmm. to deal with any issues or problems there are these people who like their kid didn't get a job so they'll call the employer and be like hey, why did my kid get the job he's a great kid he works really hard mm-hmm. you know or like they go are we talking like when out. they're trying to get a ki- job when they're 14 for no, the summer like or? adults or like you know oh, they have a, almighty there Holy is a shit. huge issue with um parents dropping their kids off at college and just won't leave like they have to actually have a time now at, at like orientation or whatever. They say parents need to leave now. There are no parents allowed after Friday at three or whatever because parents wouldn't leave. They wouldn't fucking leave. Really? They, well, <laughs> that's the problem. They, I mean, kids are actually really fun. That's what I think. Like our parents and grandparents like just hated kids, but now they're actually pretty fun to be around. So you just always want to be around them and be friends with them and pals, whatever else. And well, my parents were teachers, so they did hate kids. Good. Good. <laughs> it, was, it, it was an earned hate. <laughs> yeah, they deserved it. But, you know, that's probably an aspect of... of The, fir- the first sign of being a snowplow parent is really loving your kids. Well, oh. yeah. <laughs> right? That's real trouble. It is. So yeah. advice to all the parents out there. Love your kids a little bit less. <laughs> Fake it. Fake Take it. it from the rest of us. Your Check kids are out. awful. Mm-hmm. So pro-juniors? Yeah, well, we got sidetracked into a discussion of our parenting theories, which is why most people listen to this podcast. So, Yeah, I would say so. Well, so here, what if your kid uh, wanted to go play for the USA Under-18 team in Ann Arbor or something like well, that? Well, we can talk about that. And we, we did have experience with that. My, my brother-in-law, who's basically like my brother, I've known him pretty much my whole life since my wife and I have been dating for a long time. And she's a lot older than, than he is. Uh, he got that offer to go to that Under-18 team out in Ann Arbor. So he had three offers on the table, a high school team, uh, Ann Arbor, or um, USHL yeah. at the time was his option. And he actually chose USHL. Um, I don't know. In retrospect, would, would he have been better off doing something else? It's hard to say. But, uh, man, that was a tough decision. 
And ultimately, his parents, my in-laws, told him, you know, do what you like. Left it up to him. You're an adult. Um, you know, basically, he was 16. You're old enough to make your own decision. But then you're going to have to live with it. And he did. Uh, it all worked out. Ended up playing high-level college hockey and did really well. But, uh, yeah, it, well, I, I remember that. It was a very difficult decision. I don't know what I would do. I wanted him to go play for the Gophers. He never did that, and I had, I still don't let him live that down. <laughs> um, but he went and played for Mankato and gave him shit for it every day. And now he has hepatitis. And now he's got hep. Uh, I assume. Yep. No, there's but there's balms for that and stuff. He does all right. I don't know. Well, raise your kids to be really good at this, and then we'll 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 be on probably year seventeen of the sport of at that point, and then yep. we'll actually talk about it when it when it there matters. You go. Episode seven hundred and seventy five of the sport of is going to be dedicated to nothing but this. <laughs> Yet another hockey conversation that went nowhere. What a fucking stupid yeah. sport this is! <laughs> what? Yeah. God, here we go. It doesn't yeah. help that you well, two that's... are over there sitting there just making wanking motions with your hand, texting, <laughs> texting each other. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, let's talk hoops instead. No, nobody likes hoops. Go for I'm going to lash out for the remainder of this podcast. You try, but go for hoops are what's going on right now. They're back, baby. Yeah. Sort of. A couple yeah. huge wins last week. One huge win, I would argue. Yeah. One huge win. And One then just win. another, you know, like, well, they played, a, they played a junior team, basically. Yeah, who had, like, two points in the first it was 16, minutes. It was 16 or nothing, I believe, to start the game, which is just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, but they're back. They're in the tournament no matter what at this point. I think they can shoot oh, yeah. the bed and, and they'll yep. be fine, Yep. Uh, which is good news. Yep. Um, do we want to talk about how amazing it is Elliot Eliason potentially saved the Gopher season? It's stunning that he was, they were down, I think, eight with like 12 minutes left in the exactly. game. And, and then the Elliot Eliason run began, which is just, no one could have seen that coming. And it's just, I mean... This is a team that is, I mean, they're stacked up front with, you know, veteran, for college, veteran players. And then you hear this big, goofy honky come off the bench. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like he's going to fall down whenever he gets up to full speed. And he just, you know, rattles off like seven straight points. I mean, it was was stunning. Eliason actually looks to me like um, uh, Glenn Perkins' brother that got hooked on... (laughs) Drugs. Got really, got really tall. <laughs> Just really fucked up. He looks like a fucked up Glenn Perkins. He, uh, he seems to. He's like the opposite of Ralph Sampson. Is is kind of the way I. He actually, you know, he's a big, dopey white guy. Like, and uh, actually enjoys playing basketball. I, I think he's, you know, he's, I, he's, he always has a big dumb grin on his mm-hmm. face. Yeah, I don't, I mean, just everything about it is just. Sampson kind of just looked like he was so unhappy to be wherever he was at all times. <laughs> Poor kid. Yeah. 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 So one's really white, one's black. Yeah. <laughs> one smiles. One likes playing yep. basketball. One doesn't. You know, actually gives an effort on the court. One, one didn't. Um, uh, I will say, was Samson was impeccably groomed. <laughs> <laughs> that little, that little goatee he had. That was like that was at every few hours. It was always. Sort of it, was, it was very symmetric. Eliason hasn't showered yeah, since Eliason's, September. Yeah, he's just he's just a weird looking no. dude. But yeah, he just looks like yeah. Pigpen. He saved the season. He, I mean, I mean, well, I guess I mean he saved the season for now because they may very well flame out completely in the first round of the NCAA. Right. But I mean, this team, you know, they they could lose in the first the round of sixty four, or they go to the final four. Neither one would surprise me. Yeah, not exactly. a one. They're they're talented enough to in this year. They have the talent to go to to the elite eight or the final four. I have right. I have zero doubt. But I would 
it's just as likely to lose in the first round. I know to, to well, Austin P. When you're dependent on so few players, yeah, you have to have one of two or three of them to have a great game. Otherwise, you're fucked, right? Correct. But then the most. Well, do you think it matters? Well, go ahead. I'm sorry, Brandon. The most impressive thing to me about that um, Indiana game was it ended up being four points, right? Yes. It ended up being four points while Indiana hit three or four just miracle threes at yes. the end. Yes. Um, that, so it shouldn't have even been that close. No. Plus, I think at one point they hit 15 or 16 free throws in a row. Correct. So they they just they severely outplayed those guys. It shouldn't even have been a close game, which is impressive. Yes. Yes, it is. Clarence? Well, do you, I was going to ask about how far they're going to go in the in the uh, tournament. Do you think it has more to do with the effort and the play of their own players, or what kind of matchups they they run into in the in the in the tournament? As far as teams that play the zone, basically, or teams that do the the run and shoot, like we talked about, the run and gun, their old run um, and shoot. <laughs> yeah, the Warren Moon. If they got Webster Slaughter <laughs> yeah. and Haywood Jeffries as kids, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. No, but you know what I mean? Is it no, going to be more yeah. about matchups, or is it going to be more about... Flip a fucking coin. I, it's nothing, Again, nothing will surprise me. They could... Like, somebody will slap a 2-3 zone on them, they'll score 41 points, and they'll be out. Or someone yeah. will not have watched any game tape, and they'll breeze into the Sweet 16 without breaking a sweat. I mean, it's... Both it's are just as likely. Sure. So. You know, one thing that was nice as well about the Indiana game was um, Austin Hollins has not been playing well at all for the past few games. They've still done all right. So hopefully he'll, like, get hot again. But, again, like, Mbakwe, I, do we have a name for him yet? I cannot say that fucking last uh, name anymore. I think, I, I don't know, Evan Eschmeyer Jr. Uh, <laughs> Mbakwe. This is his eighth year of college. <laughs> yeah. Um, that guy, old Trev. Old, old Trev might be the... Andre Hollins, <laughs> Austin Hollins, Rodney Williams. I mean, you need at least two or three of those guys to show up to win a game, right? So if you yes. just get a cold shooting night, like Maverick Ahan Misi isn't going to come out of there no. and somehow score 17 points, no. like light it up, right? Like they're so dependent no. on those few guys where I think the coin flip is the only way you can really think about it because you yeah, they can know. lose to anybody. Yeah, I mean, Rodney Williams will make like three or four incredibly athletic. I mean, that block shot he had on Indiana was the most amazing play I've seen all year. That was great. I mean, just, he was... I He was... How many feet in the air? Like a shot out of a cannon. It yeah. was insane. That <laughs> was fun. And then he'll do something completely stupid and turn the ball over, and you know the other team starts a six point run. Well, so. how about that alley oop against Penn State? Yes, the left handed that one. Was beautiful. Was was that Anhan Misi that threw that? He's like, th- oh, I'll just throw this six and a half feet in the air. I think it was, think it was Anhan Misi, but it was still just yeah, it was very nice. Yeah. Well, they the problem is they're not going to get a. Uh, a four or better seed, obviously, right? Nope, they did not break the top 25 this week, so... What are they going to be? Anywhere between a six and a nine? Probably. I think? Yeah, I guess it probably depends, you know, on how they get into the... I mean, I, I would guess they're probably maybe a seven or an eight right now. Right. So at that point, no matter what, I mean, I think there used to be a time when, least, even if you're a five seed, you're going to be very well favored. Mm-hmm. 12s beat fives constantly nowadays. Yes, 13s yes, even do. beat fours because these mid-majors are really, really good. Like Teams like Murray State, mm-hmm. Belmont, Middle mm-hmm. Tennessee State, these are like top 25 teams in the yeah. country. They're not mm-hmm. ranked probably, no. but they're top 25 in terms of strength of schedule and how they've actually played. So yeah. they're going to end up being 10 seeds that no. are going to be way better than the seven yeah. seed that they're playing. Yeah. So a lot of it's going to be who they end up having to play. Yeah. You know, cool. ideally they're going to be matched up with somebody mm-hmm. who's – not a mid-major and is, you know, yeah. accurately rated, so, you know. Like Mississippi or something like that. Some, yeah. 
Your guy Klosterman says this is the year a 16 will beat a 1. And, oh, really? you know, I, the way it is, that's not necessarily him just trying to be contrary. And I think that's, you know, I mean, it's possible. It's, I mean, 15 beat a 2 last year. I believe the hated Duke Blue Devils were a 2 last year. Is that last not? year? I think so. Yeah, I was in Vegas for, it was the last was, year or two years ago. I was, I was on a houseboat in St. Paul following the game on my phone and just the cheer that went up in downtown St. Paul. I was like, I don't think it was. Christmas morn. It was. It was beautiful. Yeah, that's great. But yeah, so anyway, a 16 beating a 1 this year, it could happen. Probably so won't. I, want, I wanted to tell you that I still want Tubby fired at the end of the season. No matter what happens. Really? I just wanted to tell you that I'm going to stick with that opinion. No matter what happens. I told you like two podcasts ago that even if they win it, I want him gone. I still think that. I'm sorry. I still think that. He didn't figure it out at 58 and the something years old or whatever the hell he is, right? These two weeks didn't weren't like an epiphany for him. I'm sorry. No, I, 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 <laughs> I think he'll be fired too if they, you know, or get like... Uh, the golden parachute. I mean, I'm sure Maturi will sign him to an extension after he's le- he's left or something. I don't know. He'll figure out a way. So. Right. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see. Um, so I wanted to do, um, fire another shot just out of a Nerf gun again. So I don't have any actual. This time um, it's um, to uh, Paul Charchian. Paul Charchian. The uh, video game guy. Is he a video game mm-hmm. Fantasy football video game I just guy. hear him on the radio sometimes. K-Fan. Yep. Yeah, he's on Friday. K-Fan guy. PA, um, I, yeah. he, I caught him on the radio um, this past week after uh, the Gophers upset Indiana, um, mm-hmm. bitching about um, rushing the court, storming the court, the fans, after the game. People have been doing that for decades. He is just, you know, it's just too much. Just too much rushing the court. You guys got to pick and choose a little bit more. He was very... Upset at the kids. Does he want doing like, it pick too and often choose? This year. The Gophers yeah. the number one team in the country. When are you going to storm the floor? He wasn't specifically talking about the Gophers. He's just saying in general, there seems to be a trend of kids storming the floor a little too often. And he just asked the kids, the college kids, please be a little more mature. No, and don't storm the court. No, well, fuck storming that. the court oh. is fun. That is, it is. The I never got to do it. Right. <laughs> no. So the process is we're supposed to like email Churchian before yep. we like the kids are supposed to be on their phones and email them and then. Ask him if it's okay. Well, no, they get like the green light. We should alert the ushers or the mm-hmm. ticket takers before you come in. You go. Yeah. This is not a storm court yeah. game. No, this is yeah. not. No okay. matter what happens, they like compa- you know compare the AP and the coaches poll, and if they're not above <laughs> a certain rank, yeah, there's got to be. Yeah, a, they're, like not a, a, they're not. An, it's not an in conference game. At least twenty five team rank disparity yeah. probably. Yeah. So and then you know there might be a, a little gray area where if it's overtime, maybe a last second shot, maybe. But he just—he is just upset about this. It's for some reason it's ruining his life to see college kids storm the floor, and it just uh, to me there is no easier way to tell the world you hate fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it. Than that's to be it. against fun. I'm it's, against it's, it. It's Look it. at all those people who are happy and jumping up and down. Look at them. I don't want any more of that. Have some perspective, eighteen-year-olds. Yep. <laughs> Let's go storm Church's house. Have your sense of history. Yeah, well, that is that ridiculous. Is stupid fucking on every level. It, correct. Come on, Church. Dumb. And Church, we know you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> so don't pretend you're not. We know you're listening. <laughs> he's he's gonna do this thing where he's gonna not 
say yeah, anything he's about not, it. He's not going to comment. That's on it. his I just fucking, That's you. so yeah. charged. We're a very po- we're a very powerful media entity. He knows fucker exactly. steals all my fantasy football takes every yep. year. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's right. Um, that's all I had on the Gophers. Any any last thoughts? Final thoughts? Is John going to join us for the next segment? I don't know. <laughs> I should come back for the next segment. Okay, we'll see. I don't think Tubby's going to be fired. I think he should, but I don't think he will. That's I my know. take. He's yeah. not. It wouldn't surprise me if he got the beating Indiana saved him for at least one more season. That wouldn't yeah. surprise me. God, that is just insane that that happened. And then, and then, I mean, that whole the whole Borton contract is a whole subject for another time because that. <gasps> that <gasps> <laughs> but that might have also the fact that that's an extra amount of money that you know they have to take into account. Well, they got a they got Borton. They got a they'd have to buy out Tubby. Then they'd have to buy out the coach that they're bringing in because that's not free. <laughs> Fucking maturity. Fucking John would. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> he's not here. He had to go outside and check on the shovels. Yeah. Joel maturity has been a fine servant of the day. university. <laughs> Is he's gone right? Who? Maturity? No, he's oh. on the payroll still. He's just not the AD anymore. No, he's oh, uh, he's I like a special assistant to Goldie. Oh, classic. <laughs> so I actually don't know what you're talking about with this Borton thing. Is it worth explaining? Rehashing? No, it's really. So just nope. look it up on the interwebs. Look, it's it's so it's yeah. it's it's a head desk type of thing. So oh, okay, yeah. it makes me angry. Yeah, it's maybe maybe the next go around we can discuss it, but we got we probably have better things to go over here. Oh, Maybe. actually, I'm looking at the agenda, and we don't. We have oh, worse okay. things to go over. <laughs> oh, all sweet. Well, let's soccer's with- coming up. I know that for sure. Then, yeah, FC. Let's start with the uh, the worst thing that's happening in the state right now, and that would probably be the Minnesota Timberwolves, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> yeah, probably. Um, so here's my theory. Um, I think that Ricky Rubio is the hit and run of NBA basketball. Hit and run. I have no idea what you're talking about. So explain. Baseball's this. hit and run. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the car accident. Me too. Nope. Nope. Should we edit that out in post? (laughs) (laughs) Might want to do that. Uh, He is basketball's version of the hit and run. Whereas he is a lot more, it makes a lot more sense in theory, Mm -hmm. his style of play, Mm -hmm. than than in actuality, right? So the hit and run is this amazing art form. These old dudes just like lose their shit after a successful hit and run, right? Mm-hmm. And the one run that scores is the exact same amount of value as a solo home run. Not really that big of a deal. Right. But it just looks fucking amazing the mm-hmm. way that it happened. I cannot believe this guy chopped it to the right mm-hmm. side and the second baseman was covering. Hold me, oh my fucking God, we've got first and third nobody out. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe it, right? So I think the same thing is happening with these past first point guards like Rubio where... I think we want him to be a lot more valuable than he currently is right now because I think the sad thing is he's not a great point guard at all right now. Yeah, but on a on a team without Kevin Love and without any sort of shooting guard and without Chase Buttinger, uh-huh. I don't know if we can necessarily say what kind of point guard Ricky Rubio is. If you yeah. if you drop John Stockton in his prime on this team, would he be good? I don't, I don't know, know if that's but true. I do know that the Timberwolves are better when he's on the bench. Yeah, but that's your numbers again. That's my numbers. Your numbers that say that Derek yeah. Williams <laughs> is a legitimate NBA player yes, exactly. when he clearly isn't. What I'm saying is when I watch him play, he looks like he's great, right? I fucking love watching Rubio like everybody else does. And then I look back at the numbers, and his plus-minus is... Yeah, but plus minus is sort of a flawed statistic. It isn't sure it? is for it's a definitely game, in, It's definitely in hockey. Long, 
Season long, it's I yeah, think but season long good. it shows that he's playing out Timberwolves who lose every game. Season long, it shows that when he's playing, they lose by five points, and when he's on the bench, they lose by one point. So I think that's like enough of a, you know, enough of a sample size where they are better with him on the bench. I'm not willing to put all of my faith in the plus minus statistic unless there's some sort of subjective evidence for it. Though, are you? I mean, what does Ricky Rubio do or not do? That is causing that. Well, what he does is he does not get the ball in the basket very often. Well, he can't shoot. While that's and true, that's actually, probably the most important part of basketball. The other stuff is important, but it's not the most important. So he's really great at ancillary things. And I I'm mean, not saying he's always going to be terrible. I'm saying we love Rubio because uh, the idea of a pass-first point guard makes us happy, right? People shit it makes on, me happy. I'll, I'll be honest. Well, Ricky it, Rubio it in general makes me happy. I'm just saying happier. that fucking su- it just sucks that that's not the way it actually works out sometimes, right? He's the scrappy two hitter who's pretty valuable, and we think is like an MVP because he always executes the hit and run. Well, I don't think anybody would say that Ricky Rubio is piece number one on a good team, and you can surround him with anybody you want. And everybody's everything's going to be great. There Even a, Steve Nash in his prime wasn't that. There was a lot of people that when Kevin Love didn't get his five year because we were potentially reserving it for Rubio, they were like, "Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I get that." Right? Yeah. I mean, that yeah. seems to be a fairly common thing. I don't even think that's like the worst opinion in the world. I'm just saying my eyes seem to be deceiving me because I don't think that Rubio is as good as I want to believe that he is. I still think you gotta. I mean, he's just you know getting back into you know actual nba shape from mm-hmm. the knee injury so i think it's also a, a flawed metric because i don't think he's been playing at potentially full health until maybe just the last month or so and obviously as john said the supporting cast is wanting at the very kindest way of saying it is wanting yeah but i just i i see i've 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 watched enough this year to where i've think that you actually have sort of a point but beyond numbers but i just i need to see more i i'm basically christian ponder with ricky rubio just to make Brad don't compare unhappy. those two no i know why it, ricky rubio is adorable and good at basketball uh, oh, christian ponder is terrible he's, at football. he is adorable though he is. Give him that right i admit I just, my judgment is completely clouded on ricky rubio because uh, well, oh, i mean when you when Stu started the nachos for ricky hashtag i was like uh, yep Yep, I, I absolutely will buy him as many nachos so, as you want. I feel so bad for him. I mean, let's get the guy. Let's get that guy a puppy. He just—he looks haunted out there on the court sometimes. Like, I am just, also a Rubio fan. I don't want it yeah. just to come off like Bayless, Baylessian, right? No. Like I'm just being the Baylessian dialectic. Yes, I'm just saying You're I'm sad be. because he's not like I don't know. He just can't save games by himself, and it's a bummer. And it's well, I'm, all this is coming there. down to is Ricky Rubio can't shoot. Which yeah. we sort of knew. Right. And there have been point guards on good teams, such as Ray John Rondo in Boston, mm-hmm. who also legendarily can't shoot mm-hmm. and has ended up being a valuable piece because he's surrounded by good players. And he's been able to, you know, maximize, you know, the talents of the people around him. Do we want it to about that the Celtics have been playing better without him? Or is that just a little too sensitive? I don't really want to talk about that because no, I, I didn't know that. That's but. too sensitive. <laughs> no, I don't either. And he's young. Rubio's really young. Yes. Right, the, the, there is a chance to grow. I mean, there. It's every so week on this podcast, we end up arguing about how old Ricky Rubio is. Well, he's one thing we will never argue about here 
is that he's so pretty. God, he's handsome. Nope. God, he's no argument. fucking adorable. Those yeah. eyes are just you could get lost. The in eyes. eyes. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the eyes are so, one of my favorites, but I think the so hair has always been so kind of my number. Yeah, that's what the the floppy uh, hair. Yeah, it's just. Does he have dimples? I mean, in my head, he does. He, I don't he, has, he has. He must. Of course, he, he has, has dimples. He has yeah. dimples. He just right. you know, stubble. Yeah, God, I bet he's got a Mini Cooper, and he just you can drive around. Oh, yeah, drive around. Yeah. And, you know. Oh, God. so European. It's probably oh, a soft God. top, so you know you just you know in the summer you yeah. can take the roof off of it. He just, plugs in his like awesome iPod. It's all this amazing oh. like like this European international music. Yeah, it's, just, oh, even, God. it's not even in English, but it's amazing. It's nothing but mariachi bands, but yep. somehow it's awesome. Yeah, probably. exactly. All right, and then this is the part of the podcast where we sit silently for 35 minutes. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. And just, I gotta, just, just stare. <laughs> um, I would like to talk a little bit um, about Nachos for Ricky. Oh. This is a new campaign. Yeah. Um, this was the brainchild of Stu. Yes. Um, let's, let's hear about it. Uh, well, basically, it was uh, after the uh, Miami Heat game where they were completely overmatched and somehow were within three points. And then, you know, uh, what was the ref's name? Was it Don Adam or was it Ed Malloy? I can't well, remember. if you're an NBA ref, it's probably <laughs> Ken Just Bauer. Just a series of awful calls that went against the Wolves. And, I mean, Rubio was already frustrated. No. He, he'd, already, he'd already punched a stanchion. Oh my Which, god! Or he punch, he punched, like, punched, punch, slap punched. I mean, he like he went open fist, he pushed it out of the way. Yeah. I don't like to see that from Ricky. And he was just, Jeez, he, was Rick. just he was just so he was just visibly shaken. I think, and it's oh, it hurts. I just felt so bad for him because I mean, you see you see the NBA champs there and they're running away with the game, and Ricky's just there he's trying to make Greg Steamsman good, and it's just not. And, and he went to Wisconsin, so that's impossible. No, exactly. Well, so wait, hold on, so. This was a game against the Heat, right? The heat, yes, the Miami and Heat. The re- and what you're saying is the refs gave the Heat more calls than they gave the Wolves. Oh, my God. Yes. What I'm hearing? Huh. You are hearing sound. correctly. Huh. Yeah, I oh, know. It sounds implausible. I know. Bear with huh. us. Yeah, it was pretty pretty. Because I got caught a lot yeah. of heat last podcast for my theory <laughs> on the NBA. Huck. Huh. I guess well, it's proven. Funny. <laughs> I guess beyond a shadow of a doubt now. Oh, go ahead. I'm just, you know, anyway, go ahead. anyway <laughs> I just, you know, I felt bad for him, and I took to the Twitter and just, you know, I just offered to buy Ricky some nachos and, you know, maybe just have a talk. And what kind of nachos? Like the kind at a bar where you get the, you see, the hamburger? Uh, well, or again, the, and again, and I think everyone over here, all not, all not, it doesn't matter. The ballpark nachos are just the crappy, you know, orange cheese and the round yep. old Dutch tortilla chips or yeah. the really good yeah. restaurant with the artisanal chips and the yeah. pulled pork and stuff like that. Or just, you know, dorm, you know, nachos where you get like a bag of Doritos and some mm-hmm. shredded cheese of questionable freshness <laughs> and you throw them in the microwave for a minute. What about an Indian They're all taco? Good. All, all, across the board, those are all good nachos. How do you feel about the Indian well, taco where they take uh, the Doritos bag and put stuff in it? 
Not a and they serve it to you uh, well, at Acme Fair. Yeah, I, okay, or at Cornfest. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not cool with racism, no, John. But I do. I do think the walking taco. Is <laughs> I a didn't valid invent the name of the Indian taco. There was a stand at Cornfest. Wow, we're recording this. Jesus Christ, it's on the record. Or good God. But yeah, this is progressive. Anyway, I figured it's across cultural boundaries. Everybody loves nachos, and I just think. Ricky's again. He's a youngish guy, yeah, and yeah. I think he just like to maybe sit down. It could be the Taco Johns in the Skyway. It could be like Rosa Mexicana or something like that, and just sit down with like a plate of chips and some you know guac. And I feel like you get a toppings. plate of nachos in front of you, and all of a sudden you just sort of open up. Naturally. He will. He'll just say you know, it happens. He'll just say it in that you know that halting English that he has, which is still better than the English that seventy five percent of the people in this country speak. Sure. And he'll just I talk guess. about just just <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the eloquent one? Yes, yeah, you are the eloquent one. one. Yes. <laughs> um, and it's just I just I just want to want to help him feel. That's no, what it comes I get down it. To. And that's what it comes down to. And it really took off. I mean, Ra- uh, Michael Rand, our friend. Uh, Couldn't wrote, be here today. Yeah, He's busy. Couldn't be yeah, here. Uh, wrote about it, and uh, just uh, it took off. People were using the hashtag. And hopefully, Use that hashtag. Hopefully, some pe- uh, it's hashtag nachos for Ricky, N-A-C-H-O-S, n- the number four, number four, Ricky, with no E. And just use it, and maybe someone will see it, and we can maybe get this worked out. Spread the word. You know that they're uh, the Wolves PR people are looking for something. They've got. got I mean, this is. It's, it's nice that they've been four and twenty-two of their last twenty-six. That really helps the Nachos for Ricky campaign. I think so. Ways. I think if they were, yeah, if they were twenty-two hey, and even four, around, right? Yeah, they would. They would not even, you know, even be bothering with us. But I think they might just call us personally and see if any of us wants to sit down. And where would you go? Um, I honestly got this through. Oh God, no! I never think these things through. I, I mean, why would oh, I do that? Weird. Would you but just yeah, go to NBA would, City? He'd probably right be in the Target Center. He'd probably be in a different podcast if he thought I things through. No, I guess it's Hubert's now. Would you um, just go to Hubert's? You know, Hubert's. Well, I mean, it's right next. I mean, it's it's a. It's in the Target. It's center. in the Target Center. They probably you just have, have to leave the floor. It's like thirty feet off the floor. They have they have an appetizer menu. Problem is, they I probably, bet he's had those a lot. Yeah, he probably, probably has. True, you know? yeah. I mean, what do you think? Then he goes upstairs to bed in the suite level of the Target Center. I assume he sleeps at the Target Center. Guys, with a basketball while hugging a basketball. Yep, comes down, shoots free throws after. Oh, I just heard you mention his bed. I can't really oh, concentrate. Yep. A lot of pillows at all. Um, but yeah, <laughs> oh. I just, I just want. Yeah, it doesn't really matter the venue, but I mean, I, there's, there's plenty of good places to get nachos in town. I mean, sure. Just, but yeah, I mean, again, doesn't matter. Skyway nachos, fancy restaurant nachos. The important thing is, is Ricky nachos and feeling again. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I want. Hashtag nachos for Ricky. Everybody, if you're listening, nachos hashtag it, tweet it, be done with it. You know, the problem with the um, the nachos that you get at uh, like a baseball game, Target Field or whatever, mm-hmm. is the chips are, I think, the size of them, they were designed by a sociopath. Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. if they're small, then you do it in one bite easily, right? Yes. Like it's a little bit smaller. A little yes. bit bigger, you break it down into two like you do with yes. a huge triangle, whatever. Yes. They made it the perfect size that you... Somehow, every single time you look at it, you go, oh, I can fit this thing in my mouth. Yep. And you can't quite do it, and no. you look like a fucking weirdo trying yep. to squeeze it in between, and exactly. it cuts your lips on the sides. Exactly. Who? Ulch. Yeah, I think Is that where I my letter I'm pretty sure, yeah, I think it's the old Dutch chips are out there. So So if you're a natural connoisseur... Um, S1 is. Is there a problem with the liquid cheese? Is that, like, for rubes? 
Uh, again, it's it's not optimal, okay, but okay. they're nachos, so of course it's fine. It's absolutely it's fine. Still, it's oh, not me, Queen of England. No, yeah. they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> if it comes out of a pump and a tin can, <laughs> the fuck's the matter with you? They're up, yeah. <laughs> Pardon me. Oh wow, but yeah, uh, it's it's hashtag nachos for Ricky. Good for you. Okay, next topic. Um. I don't have any new updates on the draft watch. I think that's been the most important thing for the Wolves. Um, Oladipo and Porter are my two guys that have always been my guys. Um, have been rocketing up the charts um, like the monkeys in 1967. Oh, Anyone? Is that a correct uh, reference? I think so. 67? Yeah. The monkeys yeah, were that, popular that, in 1967? Yeah, I think, I think that's right. Yeah, I think he's got that that's one. All right. Yeah. I used that David against my, my uncles used to make fun of like my music and their music was way better, you know, in the late 60s. And mm-hmm. I remember looking up one time, 1967, like all these amazing albums were out and the monkeys were like the number one thing. So that's what I always used as like a fuck you to my uncles. Oh, what was your us. music that they were making fun of? Well, I don't know, Macarena. <laughs> I always remind them that Sha Na Na played Woodstock. So that's, okay, that's good. Thank you. That'll, shut, that'll shut the hippies down. More ammo. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we might not get Oladipo, and we might not get Porter because they're too good for the uh, Timberwolves now. Is there a consensus number one in this draft or a consensus top couple? There isn't. There is a guy um, that was probably going to be number one, and Clarence, please don't laugh at his name, uh, Nerlens Noel. No, uh, no, yeah. that's yeah. not the guy's yep. name. Human being, <laughs> no. human being is no. a real person, Nerlens Noel, and he had a flat top. Yes, that's that CeeLo band. No, kid and play. No, he had the kid and play like the, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he was probably going to be number one. He's tore his ACL. He might still be. Ben McLemore. Um, I'm going to pop some tags. SNL. $20 in my pocket. From Seattle. What was that lunatic wearing on SNL? Like, I understand you got to look sort of crazy, whatever. A red, yeah. but like, the point of the song jumpsuit. The point the, of the song is getting clothes for ninety nine cents. At that Goodwill. would make sense, but he wore it the second song. Yeah, but when you get something, when you get something for ninety nine cents, you don't change out of it. That was like gold on the shoulder. Shop down. Not cool. Sorry. I okay. Um, catchy. Let me ask. Let's uh, take a hard turn toward the uh, Major League Baseball persuasion. Uh, Clarence. Yeah, uh, Aaron Hicks, spring training boner watch. How close are you to a full chub at this point? Rock effing solid. Are we? Really? Oh my god! Knocked the table over. Oh, are you at midnight already? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's fucking. The March. table got knocked over. There's milk everywhere. It's fucking, oh, that's, that's not milk. Jesus, <laughs> milk. That's a weird term. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. All right. Yeah, I think he's batting about nine hundred right yes. now. Had another home today. He had another dinger today. Another ding I dong. Was mm-hmm. Driving on the road, a dazzle man. Yep, said it. Hicks with a ding. I just about drove off the road. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, did he do? Uh, Dan Gladden is uh, seems like a very nice man. One problem he seems to have is um, watching and talking at the yeah, same time. Yeah, he stops. He stops <laughs> he talking stops whenever anything exciting happens. He'll say, "And the there's job. a shot." Yeah. You're a crack of a. And bat. then there's just silence. And, like, and you're like, "What happened, later? Dan? Tell us." You're, you're on the radio. We can't see you, what's going on. You work on. with John Gordon that long. Accuracy just becomes. You <laughs> That's know, exactly right. Becomes it's, it's incidental. It's all know? relative. Yeah. Anytime you're in a room with John Gordon, you're like this guy's amazing. He's <laughs> the most eloquent <laughs> person on earth. And it's fucking Dan Gladden with a fourth grade education. You know. Being able to watch and talk at the same time is not that big of a deal to most people on the planet, but if you're a if you're a broadcaster, it's not that great. 
He didn't get a lot of practice out in left field. No. No, I don't think so. Um, So are we all entirely clear that spring training doesn't matter at all? That Aaron Hicks was playing Puerto Rico's B-Squad today? Doesn't matter. I don't care. Doesn't tell matter. How does well, that not do matter? That tell that to this boner. Yeah, Ew. exactly. Oh. <laughs> I've honestly been paying no attention to no. how individual players are doing Yeah, with the twin. I mean, every so often there'll be a story like Justin Morneau hasn't had a hit yet this spring and we're 14 games in, right. or so-and-so has gotten a hit every time he's at the plate, but... It doesn't matter at all. No. Blackburn has been amazing in spring training. Yeah, every year. year. He's amazing in spring training. It doesn't matter. He's just spinning it, and, you know, he's in the best shape of his life. Throw well, I got a fire out of it. I got to have something to grab onto. John, I can't – not all of us can be world fucking travelers and just go Seattle for the yeah. weekend, you know. Seattle then, is pretty foreign. Yeah. Well, you know, you know I've seen watch. the Sounders play the Timbers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which accent was that? Mm-hmm. I need British? something in this. That sounded later. like a New York show. accent, that actually. Was, uh, really? Timbers. Wow. Timbers? Yes. <laughs> it was wicked. <laughs> and now is the accent portion of the podcast. Where John – I understand oh. that you don't think spring training matters. No, it doesn't but matter. But the whole I don't. Point, it's not just what I think. Remember, it remember the 2013 season. As far as the sport of is concerned, is to not commit suicide, right? True. We're, yes. we're all on suicide watch, so we will take any yep. tiny little glimmers. microcosm of anything. Here's what we it's do all know: about glimmers. Aaron Hicks has the power to hit a home run in a Major League Baseball-sized stadium yep. against live pitching. Were we unclear on that? Against organized <laughs> pitching, right? Yep. We know that. I mean, do they, play, do they play on softball <laughs> fields in double-A? Can what anybody here? deny that? Uh, I mean, you, no, can't no, no, take no, no. That, you can't take that away from this boner. All right, so, John, here's a question. Did you think that the center field job decision was already wrapped up before spring training started? Yes, Unless Aaron, unless Aaron Hicks had gone the entire spring without getting a hit. Mm-hmm. Unless. Oh, so you're coaching it now. So now you're back. He is a coucher. So away, if Aaron Hicks, once Aaron Hicks got one hit, I knew it was time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they want Hicks to play in center field. Actually, I think what they'd like even more is if they could find a reason to send him to AAA for two months so that they have him under t- team control for another season. Which yeah. would have been spring training, so spring training matters. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter for anything that actually anybody cares about. I mean, if who's who's that guy who kind of got a couple of hits in double A's here, Brandon Boggs or something like that? Well, uh, he was on a different team, but yeah. I mean, that's like one of the one of the stories of the spring is whether Brandon Boggs can get a bench roll. Who cares? No, he can't. He's not that good at baseball. So you're pushing us nearer the ledge. I am pushing you. I'm saying don't even climb out onto the ledge till April 1st, till the season actually starts. There's no point in being on the ledge already. They're playing fake games in a fake state called Florida that doesn't actually exist. Yeah, except for St. Calls. It's true. It, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Okay, well, I'm saying goodbye, don't get. Take, so you're taking that. You're I'm taking, worried that you're getting your hopes up. Will in order? Obviously, Clarence is getting his hopes up. And I don't want yep. that to happen. And a lot more than that. Because <laughs> at some point, Aaron Hicks is going to have to face pitchers mm-hmm. who are not on the Puerto Rican Junior Varsity. Oh, like it's like, okay, yeah. the first live action. If you let's say he makes a club, but is in the starting lineup in the first game, it's not like he's going to like face the best pitcher in baseball. The first he plays Justin Verlander. Ooh, <laughs> <wow>. <laughs> oh fuck. Uh, okay, well, yeah, maybe maybe John's got a point. Oops. Just saying. <sighs> 
if we're two weeks into the actual season and he's hit three home runs and he's batting a thousand and fifty or whatever he's batting right now, then I will get excited. So you're saying he's slumping? No, I'm sorry. That's so, <laughs> so Clarence is at midnight. Yep. Uh, John's at six p.m. I am at about ten thirty, quarter to eleven. Oh yeah? yeah, all right, all right. But does that mean? Yeah, I mean, you don't have the Bill Clinton, Mm-mm. you know? Okay. Okay, I'm saying I'm at about eight forty-five. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm still in painless helicopter territory, mm-hmm. but at some point <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do it anymore. Yeah. No, I follow you. <laughs> I follow you. <laughs> yeah. This um, is the worst scale that anything has ever been ranked on. <laughs> I rank a lot of things on this scale, actually. <laughs> yes. so yeah, I yeah but I didn't know that we had specific subgroups in involving the helicopter that we could rank things based on that. I mean, I think we've all tried to do the helicopter at various phases in our uh, erection. Apple River. Right. Literally did it the whole drive down here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Graduation Uh, ceremony. The guy in the Uh, semi-truck did not care for that at all, for the record. uh, He's seen it all. He has. (laughs) Well, you shouldn't have bought a transparent door. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, John, can you explain to me why uh, we wouldn't have Kyle Gibson start in the bullpen? Why would you want Kyle Gibson to stay in the bullpen? Because um, it's been um, – sorry, uh, beer run by Stu. Because um, we've got him on a pitch limit this year. Oh, God, we drink. Sorry. Um, the Twins have him on a pitch limit, innings limit this year, right? Yes. So why not start him off in the bullpen to ease him in to the season – Get his feet wet, all those sort of cliche things. You just want to throw him in. I mean, which role in the bullpen are you going to put him in? Just long man? When we're getting killed, he's going to pitch for the fifth through the ninth inning? Maybe. That's fine. He hasn't really thrown in the major leagues yet, right? True. A little long relief's cool. Has he ever pitched relief in his life? Mm, I don't think so. He wouldn't have because you do that when you're not as good as being a starter. He's always been an amazing starter. Because it's got to be different... And you and Clarence can tell me a little different because you've both pitched before. But it's got to be a little different throwing 15 pitches in the bullpen to get ready versus I know I'm pitching today. Uh, Wouldn't you – if you're going to do that and we know the Twins are going to be terrible anyway, wouldn't you rather have him make a couple of four-inning starts or five-inning starts and line up Anthony Swarzak behind him or somebody to get killed? I think it's different, but I don't think it's as different as people claim it necessarily is. I mean, I certainly like – Stretching for a game that I'm starting and playing in the bullpen, I've done both of them, and there is an adjustment, fine, but I don't think he necessarily is going to be less effective. It's just a preparation thing, right? So it's fine. I just would love, like, for the first month, the first six weeks or whatever, as the team is feeling out uh, who might be a starter, who might be injured or not injured, whatever, just let them sit in the bullpen like we did with we, sorry, drink. Like they did with Santana, like they did with Liriano, like a bunch of other That's teams right. has done before. Get into June or so, and then have him go basically the rest of the season. Well, it's not like they need What him. happens when they're in the playoffs? Isn't and that, they gotta that's the point I was just about to make. It's not like they need him for a pennant race later this season. Wouldn't you rather just start him in the rotation, and if they actually run into the innings limit, then that's a good problem to have? If we get to September 1st and he's already thrown his 140 innings, well, that's great. He had a good season. We're going to shut him down. We're going to bring him back next year for when we are, theoretically will have a better team. Maybe. Theories. Yeah, that, I guess. that makes more sense to me than 
try to stick them out there for the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings of it's Detroit to, Detroit ten and us one. Well, the nice thing about um, about relief is you can um, is that you don't know when you're pitching. That's not that big of a deal. Whoever says that that's a big deal is a pussy. I'm sorry. Anybody. Like, if Slowey actually said that, I think that people thought that he did. If he said that, then he's an absolute pussy. It's okay to not know that you're pitching. Okay. You know? I'm just... I think that's fine. Like, I don't think that that should be the issue at all. I mean, I don't know. I think Kyle Gibson pitches too many innings is a problem the Twins would love to have. Right. And so let's let that actually happen before we start talking about what's going to, what are we going to do about it? I just don't understand why. I just think that should be the path for all pitchers getting into the major leagues. All pitchers should start in the bullpen. Yep. What if they're good starters in the minor leagues? It's all right. Then pull them up a little bit sooner than you would have initially, just to get them some major league experience, but have them in more of a long relief situation. Interesting idea. It's like an apprenticeship. Dusty Baker right now is wondering how you're going to get him to throw 157 pitches (laughs) if they start in the bullpen. Yeah, he's also listening. He in charge. Dusty Baker doesn't have anything else. He's getting yelled at by Kirk Gibson, and that's it. We're calling you out, Dusty Baker. Shots fired. (laughs) All right, well, we'll see. I mean, I don't think that that's the – I just wish it was actually like a thing that was common. And you got to say that's about number 153 on the list oh, of Twins God, problems yeah. this year. Good is God, yeah. Kyle Gibson pitched too many innings. The and first now what 152 do we do? is the rest of the rotation. <laughs> <laughs> we have no idea what's going to happen. No. I mean, War- I mean, I know the games don't matter, but Worley got lit up today, if I recall. And it doesn't matter at it all. It doesn't matter, but he did get lit up. And Kyle, I mean, who knows if Scott Diamond's going to be ready? I mean, it's the bigger problem is that everybody's still hurt. Exactly. And you know, thing. everybody says they feel good, and then you get to actual spring training, and nobody can pitch because the they don't guys feel aren't that good. Is the well, Scott Diamond I mean, isn't that good? Yeah. Well, but he was their best pitcher by a country mile, and so, he's mean, not that good. No, he's like a, probably a three at his high end. He's a three. So Pelfrey hit like eighty three in the gun. That's nice, right? <laughs> that's nice. that's like. Uh, one of the top 20 best amateur baseball players Man. in the state. If you can't trust a former Met, who can you trust? God, I think so there are old true. ladies that can run 83 Yeah, with a tailwind. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, okay, I'm done with the Twins. Anybody else have anything? Nope. So Shouldn't we are, have even started with the Twins. We That's are the point I'm trying to make. On Wait till April 1st. We're st- yeah. But we started no, on the ledge. No, don't we even get, get on the ledge, ledge yet. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's where we are. The yeah. ledge doesn't exist. Ledge. Ledge is right there. We no, legend. the ledge is not there. I can cool. see it. There the it ledge is, is meaningless. Right no, that's fucking right there. I can see it from here. Vegas came out with their over-under wins, and then we immediately all climbed out on the ledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's 65 wins. Yeah. There's where we are. So, John, your assignment for next week is please give us something to look forward to. Yeah. For the Twins? Yes. I, we have a lot to look forward to. Give for me the something twins, to believe in, John. Something to but believe in. But I'm just saying, yeah. don't get your hopes up Lord based on spring training. You can look forward to Aaron Hicks this season, but I don't know why the last two weeks have affected that at all. Tell you should be more excited about his double-A numbers from last season than you should about the last three games worth of spring training. Tell it to my chub. Mm-hmm. 8.45, yeah. as yeah. we well know. <laughs> Speak into the microphone. <laughs> <Yeah>. Helicopter enabled. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, I think we're uh, mostly done. I've got two quick other items. Um, Stu, did you want to talk about um, the fucking Minnesota Vikings? Yes, I would like to talk about the Minnesota fucking Vikings. Um, the Vikings uh, released um, Michael Jenkins 
Um, and obviously, you know, everyone's like saying, you know, it's not a big deal, and it's not. It's he was he was an old, you know, slow receiver, one of the many old slow receivers we had last mm-hmm. year. We had some young slow receivers. We had some too. young slow ones as well with bad <laughs> hands. So, but people need to recall that he had the biggest catch of the entire regular season because on third and eleven, with two minutes left against the Green Bay Packers in the last game of the season. He was wide fucking open at the 50-yard line, and Ponder <laughs> hit him right between the numbers. Well, let's be honest here. If we had seen the offense from behind all year, we yes. might have noticed that there were a lot of wide receivers. I, am, I imagine that's possible, but he was wide yes. open. And that's when you knew the Packers were dead, by the way, going into the postseason, because once they had yeah. a team that had a much more consistent offense, yeah. or Colin Kaepernick, they were just going to get destroyed, but... It was the biggest catch, because if they don't convert that, there's no way they're going to go for it, because I believe they're on the 25-yard line, and Rodgers had just thrown, I think, believe, three touchdowns in the second half. So he would Possibly have, on the previous yeah, draft. Yeah, exactly. He would have right. mar- they they would have marched down, scored, Vikings would have been eliminated from the playoffs, and everyone would have been sad. But instead, you <laughs> And know, the season would have lasted one, one year. year. But, but, so. but, and I think everyone agrees, it was a very good Viking season, or... You know, it was an unexpected, it was unexpectedly, um, almost great considering <clears throat> the talent level that they had. Yeah, but it was on par with every season that Dennis Green ever coached the team. Very true, but it was so unexpected. They got to it the playoffs so, and then seven, lost in the first round. It was round. a seven-game improvement. That's, in, the, in the NFL, don't get me wrong, I was a seven-game sh- improvement as in the anyone. NFL is stunning. Um, yeah. So, but anyway, my original point: Michael Jenkins, you will be missed because that was an awesome play in an awesome game, and it allowed us to be happy for a while. So you can enshrine you. him in the hall of Viking wide receivers I, that made like one giant play and then he, left. Eric Gulliver. Eric Gulliver. Memorial Greg Hall. Lewis. Yes. I, mean, it was, I hugged Brandon, if I recall correctly. That's so, great. Yeah. It was we were fun. at Liquor Lyles watching the game, and it was there were so many hugs. There was a lot of internet friends there. There were a ton of internet friends so there. So many internet personalities. My wife was there. Uh, soccer legend Holly Manthe, Dana Wessel. Uh, see, we said your name, Dana. So, We're also um, supposed to say Parker Hageman's name. Oh, that's right. He wasn't there, though. It's uh, Parker Hageman. Hageman, yeah. Denard's fans' defense sucked, by the way, Hageman. <laughs> if you are listening, fucking overrated. Suck it, Hageman. Yeah. So. But anyway, Michael Jenkins, we'll miss you, buddy. You were and really slow and your old death and not will that not good go at your unnoticed. job, but you were really good at your job for one play, and it was a great yeah. play. So recognize and in fuck tribute, you, Charchian. In tribute, here is Clarence Swamptown singing Ave Maria a cappella. Ave Maria. <laughs> <laughs> thank, you for, thank you for doing that. I really appreciate <laughs> that. Was really good. My pleasure. Yeah, that no was problem. tremendous. Um. All right. I think we need to uh, get going. Is that it? Well, the problem is, I think Clarence is going to be cut off pretty quickly here. We have a uh, yeah, I am. I got that whole Belichick rant. I'm not going to have time for. And we're going to get sued over. I think we no, got time for a Belichick rant. No, no, I, you guys don't want it anyways. It's can we can we tease pants. it for next podcast? Sure. Next time John gets us all together, we'll uh, we'll talk about a uh, a Bill Belichick conspiracy theory that's for sure true. Yep. It's obviously yep. true. Oh, it's fucking, there's no way around it. Yep. All right, we will talk about that in episode five. We'll talk about uh, my upcoming move to Dallas in episode five. John is going to delight oh. us with some amazing twins facts in episode five. Um, Give us really? something to believe in. Take the high road, <laughs> and I'll take the low road. Go ahead. 
No, that's perfect. No, that's that's yeah. Really, uh, yeah, no. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll play it out. <laughs> yeah. We'll play it out with something to believe in if I get the uh, MP3 tonight. We're going to um, talk more soccer in the next podcast, aren't we? We're going to talk more uh, kids. Tree we're going to talk kids. The Minnesota Tree Forks. <laughs> Minu. <laughs> Minnesota United. Minu. It's going to be a good season. You guys are going to all wish you were on the bandwagon before it started. In the tree fort. Is there an actual bandwagon? It's not metaphorical? Well, I'm just... <laughs> I'm trying to... Bandwagon. It's, it's a bandwagon. I keep it behind my shed. That's yeah. how they haul people around Blaine. Wagon. That's Blaine's <laughs> public transportation is a fucking bandwagon. It's <laughs> a bandwagon. I'm trying to get a bandwagon going because I need, I need readers for the Soccer Century blog, so... Oh, I'll boy. read. I'll read it. Everybody read Soccer Centric. Everybody read Twinkie Town. Everybody read uh, Star Tribune Randball. And uh, we'll see you soon for episode five. Love you. See you. Bye. Bye. Well, I see him on the TV preaching about the promised lands. He tells me believe in Jesus, steals the money from my hands. Some say he was a good man. Lord, I think he's singing Twenty-two years of mental tears Christ's suicidal Vietnam bear The body losing war on a foreign shore To find his country and to want him back The bullets took his best friends in Saigon Our Lord took his wife, his kids, no regrets Time I don't remember And a war he can't forget He cried, forgive me for what i done there Cause I never meant the things I did And give me something to believe in If there's a Lord above I give me something to believe in Some Palm Springs Hotel room. I got the call last Christmas Eve and they told me the news. I tried all night not to break down and cry as tears rolled down my face. I felt so cold and empty, like a lost soul.
drive by the homeless sleeping on a cold dark street like bodies in an old bone grill underneath the broken old neon sign used to read Jesus sings Something to believe in Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.